walking down 45 miles into a 50 mile race. My quads are burning, my feet are hurt, my big toenails about to fall off, my quads are cramping, my hamstrings are cramping, my calves are cramping, my left arm, I can no longer straighten it because I've been holding it bent all day. And so something with the blood flow is keeping me from being able to straighten that. And as I'm running down, I get this energy. I get these text messages from my ex-wife and these text messages from my my little brother. And I just get this energy inside of me. And I'm listening to that song on Hercules, the one that's like, I will go most anywhere to feel like I belong, which is like one of the, which is like one of my favorite songs. And if you know me, like Disney is like my jam. I love Disney. I love the messages. I love the stories that the characters go through. But this race was just like, this race was me running to feel like I belong, to find to find that place. And in the song it says, I will go most anywhere. Like I will go most anywhere. And I think by now everybody's realizing like Tyler is really willing to go most anywhere <laughs> to feel like he belongs. Just like thinking about that moment gets me emotional because if you rewind the clock, that's my rewind sound. All the way back to my first run. I remember the first time I decided to run a longer distance in like a two to three mile because I was always into my looks and like just wanted to be in shape and have the the good body. But I never really ran or exercised or did anything in life for the right reasons. I was just kind of like being pushed I wasn't even being pushed. I was just kind of like on a raft, just floating, and the current was just taking me. And I guess I didn't realize in life that I had a paddle, that I had control to move my raft and get away from rocks and get away from waterfalls. But now I was just like, oh, crap, here comes a rock. Smash that rock. Oh, here comes another. Smash that rock. <laughs> so I remember I was in Idaho at my ex mother-in-law's home. And I just went on this run this morning, I couldn't sleep. And so I got up and I went on a run. This is probably about two and a half years ago. And I just, I usually go two, two miles, maybe three miles. I decided that day, I'm gonna go six. So I went six miles, I was in a lot of pain, but it was like the first time, like I just stopped pushing myself. Um, because once you're kind of out of high school and you're off of a mission and like once you're in that point in your life when it's time to hold yourself accountable, like a lot of us just get very lazy. And I was an insurance agent at the time, so I had a, a passive income. So work was kind of coming easy. Um, my relationship was kind of on cruise control. Um, everything just kind of was just drifting along. And I didn't realize at the time if you're not moving forward, like if you're not progressing, you you are going backwards. And so I kind of slipped into like a dark place in life. And so I, I started to run and I ran the six miles. And then the next day I ran like eight miles. And then me and my brother Todd and my brother Eric decided to do a half marathon. 
So we signed up for this half marathon. It was super difficult. I was on like the ketogenic diet. So I was eating just basically straight protein and fats, but I wasn't doing a very good job with it. And so I had no energy. And so, but this running, like this running became this like form of discipline. So I did this half marathon. And then to me, that was kind of like the pinnacle, like, cool, I did it. Struggled through it, got done. My legs cramped up. I had like four miles of just agonizing pain. Like my brothers after the race thought that they were going to have to take me to the ER because I, like I said, I didn't do, I didn't do the nutrition. I didn't do the salt. I didn't do the potassium. I didn't do anything that would be beneficial for a long distance runner. And so I sat in the car when I got out, my legs cramped so bad. I just fell on the ground. (laughs) This is the worst pain ever. So to me, that was it. I'm done. I'm done running. That was terrible. Fast forward like a week from that moment, my son Tucker got diagnosed with cancer. Um, I also got my license suspended because I had gotten a DUI like five months previous and I just got sentenced. And so like just this like shit storm hit all at once. And like you have no idea what it's like when you get a DUI. And most people that get those, you don't even know about it. Me, I'm talking the week I'm in Denver at Children's Hospital. I have no driver's license. So we have to drive back and forth from Colorado Springs to Denver to bring um, blankets and clothes and food. And so I have my in-laws out. I have my mom out. I have my – like everybody's coming to visit. And everybody's like, hey, Tyler, do you, like, you want to go drive and get something? Um, I can't. So eventually everybody figures out that I got this. Um, my mom is actually the one that had to go get my breathalyzer installed in my car and drive it for the first time, which she was a missionary at the time. So she's driving around blowing on my little breathy thing, (laughs) which I really, really wish I had a picture of that because she had her plaque on and I just like, this is the best, like people pulling up next to me, looking in the window and there's this little old lady with the missionary tag and she's like, (laughs) anyway, the DUI is a whole different that's a whole different podcast. Um, that's I really want to talk about that and basically just go over like what punishments and what you go through when you get a DUI. I mean, since my whole family and everybody knows I got it, like I don't really care about stuff that I go through. I like to use it. Like I got that and it's part of me. Like it's part of who I am. And so I'm going to do a podcast about that. But so I'm in the hospital room, got this DUI. My son's got this diagnosis and like my head's just a mess I just left this career recently and so I'm just I'm like my gosh like I don't even know what to do I don't even know what to do I had just had such a hard time switching careers that's going to be a whole nother podcast like I had no confidence in myself when I left my insurance gig and moved to solar panels like that right there that's the scaredest I've ever been in my whole life like Switching from a six-figure income to, and here I go again with my Tez, but to a career that really wasn't a career. It was a sales door-to-door job, like go knock doors. There's a lot of potential, but there's no guarantee. So that that's going to be, I think, a really good episode also because, like I said, these all these episodes bring me into these emotions. And so anyway, I'm sitting there. And I'm just kind of like, 
I don't even know like what self-help is. I don't even know like who to go to. So I type into like Apple Music. I type in like motivational speakers because I'm like, so I got to wake up every day to somebody telling me that I'm good. Like tell me every day like you're good enough, like you can do this because I'm supposed to be like the rock of this family. Like I got to be there. I got to be strong and like. I'm a little bit nervous that like, I don't know how to. And so I start to listen to Zig Ziglar. <laughs> Cause like I said, I don't even know. I didn't like, wasn't really big on social media. I wasn't following anybody. So I start following Zig Ziglar and he's just like this old kind of like, he's a motivational speaker, but probably the first one ever that ever came out and did it. And so that stuff was like <laughs> super corny. But he started to make me just think like, okay, like you got something in you, like you're special. And so I literally, like I had to wake up every day, wake up with this like panic attack, having anxiety about like my job, about this DUI, about my son. And I'd have to turn this thing on. <laughs> I have to sit there and I have to just like listen and like just tell myself like, can get through today and that started to run like run with the purpose run with the with the desire to better myself and it became this like meditative state and so I would wake up like at five in the morning and I'd go on these like it started out like maybe like eight nine ten mile runs and then progressively worked my way up to like 16 17 but I started to feel in love I started to like feel fall in love with pain, like the pain that I could get to. And so I went from Zig Ziglar, I progressively like, I talked to this friend and I was talking about like, what do you listen to? And he's like, I listen to this Joe Rogan podcast. I was like, oh, okay. Like I've never listened to podcasts before. Like what's that all about? So I started to listen to Joe Rogan and like, I was like, this is cool. Like just people talking. And so I got into this like podcast world and then he had all these guests on but then he told me about this guy, David Goggins. He's like, this guy's crazy. And like right when he said that, I was like, this, I'm going to resonate with this guy. This is like my dude. So I download the book on Audible and I start to listen. And like this guy's just got this horrible upbringing, like just tons and tons of abuse in his life. Um, he sees death. He's basically just goes through hell as a child. And then he kind of paints this picture about going from this 300 pound overweight, like not doing anything with his life to just running, like running a mile, running, then turns into two to three. And then he becomes like obsessed with, he wants to become a Navy SEAL. So he has to drop like a hundred and like 160 pounds in like a month or something crazy and pass this test. And he basically just instills this like accountability in myself for like Tyler, you're in a mess right now. Like you're in a mess, but do you know how you get yourself out of a mess? You got to start untangling. Like you're in a religion you're not super happy with. You got this DUI, that's your fault. Like you did that to yourself. Your son, like that seems a little bit unfair, but like this, these are your trials. This career thing didn't work out for you. Like all this stuff is happening, but like 
it really is happening for a reason. And like, I just kind of started to get this like stronger mentality of like, okay, life's hard for everybody. This is not like life isn't easy. We all have trials and like this guy's life is really difficult. I'm like, look what he's doing. And so he basically, when he kind of got me into like wanting to do this ultra marathon is he did this hundred mile race with no preparation. And so he basically almost died. Like he went to the race with protein shakes and Ritz crackers and ran a hundred miles and was like pee and bile and like blood and crap in his pants. And like his body was basically like malfunctioning on him. But he talked about this 40% rule. Like you think you're at the end and you're only at 40%. And I was thinking to myself, like, it's crazy. Cause I feel like I'm at the end. Like I signed up for this marathon um, also with my brother, Eric, which was a really cool experience. I remember rolling up to the marathon. It was this somber, it's always dark cause you do these things early, but we were listening to that Billie Eilish song. Um, and it's like just rolling up. I still like me and him. were just listening to that in silence. And these races start and it's just you and your thoughts and you're just out there running and like, you just get to this point where that pain does, it like sinks in and it's like the, your quads cramp up and your hamstrings cramp up and you're thinking to yourself like, I can't do this. Like I've never, I've never run through a cramp before. Never, like every time I get a cramp, I stop and I'm like, oh, I got a cramp. And I, this book, like this, just this one book of this guy going through this pain and like just pushing through so much pain. I'm thinking I'm 13 miles in and I feel like I'm going to die, but at least I don't have 90 more miles to go. <laughs> so it was just this like this switch in my mindset. Like I was now able to push through pain that before I didn't think I could. So I kind of became just like obsessed with this. So I did this marathon, got through it, super difficult, but I did this because I was trying to raise kind of a little bit of money for my son, Tucker, um, just kind of awareness about leukemia. And I just wanted to get, kind of go through some pain. He was going through pain and he had no choice. Like he had to go through what he was going through. And like it's honestly, it's the saddest thing in the world to, to watch your little kid go through something like that. Like that episode, like I said on my previous podcast, like I, I have a hard time thinking about that topic. Um, I wish really bad that... I could talk about it and I could make an episode right now, but I'm just, I got to kind of wait because he's still kind of going through it. He still has another year of treatment, but it's kind of what started me on this road. The book, like Zig Ziglar, just like I was looking at life and I was looking for signs. And like, if you ever read the book, The Alchemist, the guy's in search of his legend, like his dream, his mission, and there's omens along the way. And like, I think everybody thinks there's like bad omens, but there's good omens, like it's like Avatar, those little those little white things that fall down from the sky and land on your skin. And so I was looking for, like, where is life taking me? Like, where is life taking me? And, like, I started to get this, like, really, like, this confidence about the trials I was going through. Like, I started to see the trials as, like, you know what, Tyler? These trials, they're making you. Like, this is what's going to because now it's like I'm on the other side of a few of these trials, but 
like when you're in your trial and you can recognize your trial as like a blessing, that's pretty, like that's pretty amazing. And you almost just have to like go through this fire and have this faith. And that's one thing like about these podcasts, like I haven't lost my faith. I haven't lost my spirituality. Like I think a lot of people think I'm trying to maybe pull people away from religion and stuff. Like I'm trying to get people comfortable with themselves. Like how did Tyler leave the church and how is like, is Tyler actually happy? Is he playing these songs? And like, yes, yeah, there's times where I'm like super sad and like I get down and depressed just like everybody. But like, do you know when I feel the most alive and I feel like the energy is right? It's like when I'm sitting here doing these podcasts, when I'm playing music, when I'm like pursuing what makes me happy. And I never like let myself do that. And so I'm trying to just give permission to everybody out there to do that for themselves. Running was one thing that just kind of helped me to like clear my thoughts, um, really realize how much more you're capable of. So I did that marathon. It was very difficult. Then I'd signed up for another mar- marathon to start of this year. And then my goal was to do a 50-mile race this year. And so kind of worked my way up to a 32-mile race. Not a race, but just a run. And like that was intense. Like I ran – so I live in Colorado Springs. And so I live off of Interquest. And so I just ran over to the Santa Fe Trail. I ran all the way down past Garden of the Gods. And then I like hit this McDonald's and then I took an Uber back to my house and then I ran the opposite direction for 16 miles. (laughs) So it was a pretty intense experience, but then I didn't run for two weeks, didn't run for two weeks, just kind of relaxed, let my legs heal. And then I did this 50 miler. And so I kind of, I like to start, I just, like this podcast, I was thinking like it'd be cool if like you paint the, the picture of like the the end and then come back. And so I get to this race, I'm rolling up and it's pitch black. Again, I'm thinking to myself like, is this something that you can do? Like you ran 32 miles, but like this is adding 18 miles to that. Like that's a lot more. Like 10 10 miles used to be like impossible. Where I cramp up. And then that marathon I cramped up at like 18. And so I'm thinking I have that I have 18 more miles. And then on top of that, my race, it was in Fort Collins at Horse Tooth Reservoir. It was 11,000 feet of elevation gain. And so, I mean, it was like hiking up a mountain for half of the race. And so I started this race and I was just like, I loved it. Like I just loved every minute of it. And I showed up and it was like, it was almost like you're waiting for that first, like that first trial. And so the first trial was like, I had to take a dump. So I was like, well, all you got to do is hold it until the first bathroom. So it's like you're running and it's like, if you run, you can kind of feel like everything's kind of getting compacted down into, into your shit zone. (laughs) So you're thinking like, this, this could be bad, but get to mile 10, use the restroom, hydrate, get all my foods and stuff. So I'm feeling good. Mile 10, I feel really good. I'm like, cool. Like I'm going to do, I'm going to do good. So then I start to hike up the mountain and I'm just like, I'm listening to, um, I'm actually listening to the book, The Alchemist. Like my brother just listened to it the day before and he was talking to me about it. And I was like, what better time to listen to this book than when I'm 
pursuing something this insane. So it's like I'm listening to this book as I'm doing this insane run. And it's just like I'm right alongside this character, like going after something that I want while listening to a book talking about go after what is your purpose in life. And so basically running the next, I guess, trial that I got to, the heat was intense. So the heat and then there was smoke. And so staying like cool became difficult for me. So I had two water bottles. So I had to fill one with water and one with like a, one with like a, what is, what is the drink called? It's something with like electrolytes, electrolyte drink. And so I'd have to pour the water over my head. Um, but the trial became, you'd have gaps in between like aid stations where you're out, you're out of water, you're out of gel packs, you're out of everything. And you're like burning, you're burning, you're just sweating to death, you're sunburnt, you're thirsty, you're cramping, and you know you have like three miles straight up a mountain to get to the next checkpoint. So you get to these points where you just kind of like, you stop, you sit down. I didn't really, I sat maybe like once or twice, but you sit there and you just go into your you dig up your demons. You dig up your reasons for why are you there? Like, what are you there for? And I just always came back to like, you started this journey because of your son. You're out here because like you want to feel this pain and this is where you want it to get. You wanted to get to this moment where like you didn't think you can continue. And now it's time to prove to everybody. And at this point, it was to prove it to myself. I didn't have a podcast yet. I wasn't sharing it. I kind of made like Facebook posts and stuff, but it was like, you got to do this for you to prove that like David Goggins is right. That like you can get to these moments and you can push through. And so I would dig down deep and find like this little bit of energy. Sometimes too, it's just the right song. Like you put on the right song. Like for me, Top Gun is like my all time favorite movie. So I put on that highway to the danger zone. You just picture Tom Cruise on that motorcycle before he was freaking weird and into Scientology and all that bullcrap. But uh, the character Maverick, like I actually named one of my sons Maverick. Well, my ex wouldn't let me name him Maverick, but we named him Austin Maverick. So I'm just thinking once that kid's in sports and stuff, I'm just picturing over the loudspeaker like Maverick, Griffith. So anyway, I'm put on like I put on those songs and it's just like instant energy. So I get to like all these, this just keeps happening, like cramping at mile 20. So you're like 20 miles and I got 30 to 30 to go. The craziest part though, so if you've ever been to Fort Collins and you look at the horse, horse to like that mountain. So there's a parking lot. So the, the halfway point of the race is the finish line. So you're, you get to 25 miles and you're looking back and there's this trail that's going back up to the mountains. And so... Like, you're in so much pain. You're done. You're next to your car. Like, you could just be like, peace, I'm out. But you're like, I signed up for a 50-mile race. And so I just remember joking around with the people at the thing. Like, when I was running by people, I was basically just like, you want to swap out? You ready? Do you want to tag out? You want to go? Like, just keeping humor. Like, humor kind of fuels me. So, like, if I just felt like if I keep a little bit of humor and positivity – like it's going to help me to just get back out there. So you get back and you start to pass all the people that are 
coming to finish. So they had different races. Like they had like a 25 mile race. They had a 50 mile race. They had a like just different races. So you're passing all these people, and I'm using them to kind of fuel my energy and be like, hey, good job, way to go. But imagine like going in reverse. You just finished a marathon. If you any listeners have done a marathon, imagine doing a marathon through a mountain. And then you have to turn around and go do that marathon immediately after. (laughs) It's so crazy. So crazy. But it's this like it's this thing where it's like one foot and then the other foot and then the other foot. And so I love the movie. What about Bob? Like Bob, like baby stepping. So that was like I was like baby step up this baby step to that rock, baby step to that tree, baby step over here like then you get to a little downhill and you could run a little bit and then a baby step, baby step, baby step. And like you just started to like break down your big goals and you broke them down into little goals. And when you break them down into a little goal, it's really cool because you start to see that like your big goals being accomplished through your little goals. And so that's how it is in life. That's how it is with sales. That's how it is with like everything you do. And I just got to this like moment where it's like slow down and you can get to the end by just breaking down like just a little bit at a time. And it just became this like fun, like this fun thing where it was like, where's the next, like almost like anticipating waiting, like where's my next trial, bring it on. Like I got to this one point where it was, I think I was at my mile 40, 43, 43, something like that. And it was a downhill, but the downhill started to hurt more than the uphill. Because if you've ever run long enough, you're like, if you know, I don't know if you've never done this long, you can't imagine the pain your legs are in. So I had to turn backwards and I had to jog backwards down this trail for about probably two miles, which the relief that I felt was like out of this world. It felt amazing. But it was just like, okay, I'm at this point where my legs aren't working. What do I do? And then you get to the point where you're just like, I've like I've done it, I've accomplished this. And like that was at the start of this podcast when I was running, singing that I have often dreamed of a far off place where a great warm welcome and it's like you're running and you're picturing like the finish line and like all these people and it was so cool because when I showed up to the first off, I'm like singing out loud as I'm running down this because you're kind of alone. And then I'm also, I made a Facebook story that I tried to post, but I didn't have service. And I just was saying to myself, like, I see pride. I see power. I see a badass mother who don't take no crap off of nobody, which Cool Runnings is also one of my favorite movies. But uh, just all these little things I did to get, kind of get myself going. So I'm running down and I just like, I'm listening to these songs and just picturing this like, this is your like, your welcome. And then it's COVID. So there isn't this great welcome, but you see like the people. Like, that are everything to you. Like my three kids, my ex-wife brought my kids up and then my brother Eric was at the finish line. And they were holding signs, basically, like, my dad's faster than your dad type stuff. And I posted this on Facebook. I have a Facebook thing called King of Corona, if you want to see the pictures. But, uh, I mean, I basically just, like, I just was so emotional. And, like, 
I realized that this race was like for me, but also like for my kids, like just that for my kids to see their 37 year old dad that was so depressed a few years earlier, just sitting on the couch. My escape was like, definitely like go out and get drinks with my buddies and then come home. And then like, that was it. Like go golf and just drink and like, just away and I could see my kids like just as I finished this race like the most amazing feeling is like they they don't comprehend what I just went through but like they know that there's a hundred people that started this race and 37 people finished and their dad finished 18th out of like all these people and so it's just such a cool experience. Um, don't, it's really hard to put into words like all the emotions I went through. And then I do like the kind of like the build up because this is like everybody's story, like everybody's story. Like David Goggins is like so right. Like you're the hero of your own story. My story is just to like help inspire you to get a belief in you to do something that you want to do. Like is your thing, like, do you love music? Do you love violin and you just stuck it in a closet somewhere and you don't play it anymore? Like, get it out. Tune it. Play one song. And, like, is your thing art? Like, start to draw. Draw a picture. Make time for yourself. Get up 30 minutes earlier every day. But do stuff that you're passionate about because I promise you it brings the life back into you. It brings energy, like, inside of you that had so I had to re-record this podcast because the last one's audio was so horrible so I'm hoping this one ends up better but I really appreciate you guys like if you're listening to these I really really appreciate it um there's nothing like better than feeling support from people so thanks so much hopefully you guys have a great week